This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Chris DiRienzo. Chris is the System Vice President, Chief Medical Officer at WakeMed. He's an author of a book. He's a fascinating person. He's involved in a lot of different things and a really bright, good, good person. Chris, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and, and tell us what you're doing today? Will do, Scott. I, I really appreciate the chance to join you in, in your podcast. We talk about fascinating people. You you interviewed so many really cool guests on this podcast over the years that it, it's an honor to, to get to join you. I'm a neonatologist uh, practicing here at WakeMed, and I joined the system here in December 2019, uh, just before COVID hit. Uh, and so I've, I've spent uh, about a year and a half now with, with this health system, and I'm just incredibly proud of of our people and our teams and happy to get to, to talk through a little bit of that with you today. Thank you. Before we get going fully on the role and what you're doing with WakeMed and priorities and points of pride there, tell us a bit about the book that you authored about tiny hearts and about you know infants and so forth. Talk to us about that. You bet. Yeah. So I, I wrote a book um, that came out in uh, the summer of, of 2019. It was called Tiny Medicine. Uh, it's still available in, in many bookstores uh, across the country, uh, as well as in Kindle version uh, and online. And uh, it, it sort of grew out of, um, I like to tell stories. And I had written a, a blog for a couple of years uh, telling some of the stories uh, from you know, my, my path into medicine and, and that we see in the NICU and lessons that I learned from these super tiny babies uh, and, and kind of wondered at one point, gosh, could I pull all these together with a compelling narrative and then make them into a book? Uh, and so I actually got permission from two of my patients, um, actually one you know, patient's mother, because she's still uh, today, I think, is in, in elementary school. Uh, and then one patient who was, uh, was a kid when I, I got to care for him, but he's now all grown up uh, and, and started work on, on the book. And it was a, a, really, a really personal, really um, challenging, really fun process to put together. And, and now, you know, I see it in, in reviews and I hear from people who've read it and it's just, it's almost like having a, a child uh, kind of out there in the world. Uh, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Just magnificent. I, I, I remember the book, I remember pride in the book and just a magnificent thing. And talk to us, Doctor, about the role at WakeMed and your top priorities in the role that you have there. You bet. So I, I joined WakeMed in the in the senior vice president role of quality and system CMO position just before COVID hit. Uh, and given the nature of, of COVID and its its demands on both clinical and operational leadership, uh, almost as soon as I got here, uh, helping us as a health system walk through this once in a century pandemic, uh, it kind of became priorities number one, two, two thousand seven hundred eighty-five, and. Uh, I think at all health systems, you know, right, we we were really faced with with almost existential problems on on sort of a daily basis there for for over a year, uh, and I was tremendously fortunate, Scott, to walk into a team here at WakeMed that was purpose driven, um, committed to serving our community, uh, and so as we walked through that process and responding to the different waves and and different kinds of challenges, you know, in each month and, and quarter. Um, the, the the teams here have just done tremendous work, and so I think now, uh, looking forward, we've learned so much and and gained so much and built so much trust uh, as as 
folks from across the organization that that really one of my my top priorities in the coming year is building on on all that we've done together uh, to to really take us and, and thrive um, moving forward. Uh, and certainly in the in the CMO and the quality world, you know, a lot of that comes through uh, driving a continuous improvement and, and using data to to drive that change, and then. Uh, kind of mixing that blend of clinical and operational transformation. And, and, and take a moment, Chris, you've woven together a sort of fascinating career. You've been in the not-for-profit health system sector, outside of it, you've written a book, you've spent time in Asheville and Wake, in Wake Med, great systems. What advice do you give to people trying to have great and interesting careers that they can be proud of? What advice do you give somebody, you know, 10, 20 years younger than yourself who's trying to plan a great career? What would you tell somebody? You know, I think the first and foremost, um, one thing that's really served as a touchstone for me have been the words of a, a woman named Catherine McCauley. Uh, I, I serve on the board quality committee of uh, the Mercy Health System out in the Midwest. And, and through that work, I've gotten to know Catherine and her work. Uh, she founded the Mercy Movement in Ireland in the 1800s uh, in, in service of her community and, and those without means. And, uh, you know, that obviously grew from this small community movement in a, a rural poor section of Ireland to this global, uh, you know, massive social movement, right? Uh, and, and what drove her, she wrote, were, uh, were, were simple words. Uh, and, and specifically that the, the most practical lesson she knew was to be good today and better tomorrow. Good today, better tomorrow, Scott, is something that I've, I've really taken to heart in, in my career because, you know, when we look at our clinical practice, when we look at how we run our operations, when we look at throughput in a clinic, when we look at that moving folks through the hospital, when we look at clinically, you know, as a neonatologist, reducing sepsis, um, you know, improving respiratory outcomes for babies, uh, we can never be perfect. So that means there's always opportunities to improve. And I think if you're a young leader, you know, just getting into either the administrative side of medicine or the practical you know, side of medicine, be it in nursing or in, in, in physician practice, whatever it is, right? Um, focus on finding ways to not only improve yourself, but to improve what you and your teams are doing. Uh, and, and I found that, that if you do that and you can demonstrate that success, um, Jonas Salk said that the, the, the greatest you know, gift of, of doing well is getting the opportunity to keep doing better. Uh, and I certainly found that to be true in, in my life and career. This concept of keep doing better, keep getting better, I, I love that. And I wish I could apply it to more of the things that I do. Um, it certainly doesn't seem to be applying to my fitness or my sports, but at least it applies somewhat <laughs> to my professional efforts. It, 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 talk for a moment, Dr. Duranzo. What are you most excited about now as you look into 2021, as we start to get, you know, hopefully this COVID a little bit more under control and hopefully the vaccines continue to have a big impact. What do you look into the future and think, this is what I'm most excited about now? Yeah, I think that like many health systems, one thing that, that we've seen through COVID are these incredibly talented people in, in all corners of our organization who are really pulled up to engage in teams doing things that had nothing to do with their role description. And as a result, they, they met people from totally different corners of, of our enterprises that you know, they, they barely knew that those functions existed. And now they've built these bonds, you know, almost like a, a wartime battle 
doing things like like working on supply chain as members of the critical resource team or running these you know multi-thousand drive-through clinics, right? Uh, those relationships and the the development that it's it's been offered, I, I really do think it will, will look like um, kind of the these are military analogies, sort of these these battlefield promotions, and and having gone through this very intense time together, and built trust and built experience, you know those same folks that are going to be with us for years and years to come, and and gaining new roles and new experiences and new responsibilities post pandemic, uh, that they will be able to call on both the experience and the relationships uh, from from this past year. I, I could not be more excited about looking to that future uh, and and having the the teams and, and the folks who we've we've been through the past year together with chris i think that's just a brilliant point there's been there's been so much made about resilience and burnout and all the negative impacts of the covid pandemic on our healthcare workforce and all certainly all the incredible efforts by truly healthcare heroes but what's not been talked about is this is something that will also, like, like a military campaign, this will make careers. There will be so many people that have shown themselves to be so extraordinary that there will be places for them in leadership that there might not have been before. There will be different opportunities because they've so proven themselves to be magnificent. But I think your point on that is really well taken on you know, how much there is to be, to be gained from seeing people get sort of challenged in the, in the, in the battle that there's been. And, and and seeing how well people have, have, have accounted for themselves and, and, and shown leadership and performed. So I, I think just a great point. Dr. DiRienzo, it is just always a pleasure to visit with you. I hope it's a lot sooner until the next time we get a chance to visit, either by podcast or in person, and, and just a remarkable career. Thank you for joining us today. Scott, as always, it's, it's a real pleasure. Thank you.